The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday. I'm Donald Ware. It's Friday! Excuse me, missed you guys on yesterday. I was a little bit under the weather, but I'm back and ready to rock and roll and uh, get down uh, to this HBCU Football Daily Podcast and specifically the HBCU National Game of the Week. There's a couple of games we could have looked at, we could have chosen for the National Game of the Week. I mean, you could have looked at the Florida A&M, Alabama A&M game. You could have looked at the Fayetteville State Virginia Union game um, as one. I mean, you could have even made an argument for Bethune-Cookman and Grambling because everything is still ahead uh, of Bethune-Cookman. But the game that we're going to look at uh, as the HBCU National Game of the Week is A&T and South Carolina State. Everything's still ahead of both of these teams who are still this is a non-conference matchup with A&T being in the Big South, South Carolina State in the MEAC. But this is a rivalry game. I mean, this game goes back many, many years uh, in the MEAC. Used to be what was called the Border Classic in a game that was played in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium, home of the Carolina Panthers. So, I mean, A&T has won the last six games in the series. The Aggies are not playing good football, uh, not playing great football uh, right now. I mean, you look at the the loss uh, in the last game to Duke, much better second half uh, by A&T losing in that game. Uh, was it 49 to 20, uh, something like that, playing better in the second half, uh, but it just wasn't enough. From an offensive perspective, um, A&T has not settled on a quarterback. I mean, you have a situation where you, in fact, have uh, potentially – I mean, really potentially three quarterbacks uh, for North Carolina A&T. What I would say, however, is the constant for that Aggie offense is Bayshaw Tootin, the running back. He's been absolutely tremendous. He had 129 yards rushing against Duke. You go back a couple of weeks ago, he had 127 yards rushing against North Dakota State, the number one team in uh, in FCS. So he, you know, he's really gotten it done on the ground. He's been the constant and he's got uh, he's got well over 300 yards rushing on the season through three games. But that's that's A and T from an offensive perspective. I think the the I mean you've got a couple of young court, uh, quarterbacks. Brick Handley, Eli Brickhandler took the majority of the snaps last week uh, because Zach Yeager was injured the week before. The question will be: Will Zach Yeager come back? Will he be ready? Uh, to go because more than likely he would be uh, the starter. And when you look at Jalen Fowler, who's the incumbent quarterback, he started uh, last year. Um, you know, he he they they need to really settle. I think the Aggies really need to kind of settle um, on a a quarterback. And I think it's really between right now. I would say it's between Brick Handler uh, and 
Jaeger, but we'll ultimately see Sam Washington definitely has Jalen Fowler in the mix. And one of the things that Fowler brings to the table is a veteran leadership, veteran uh, presence. And, and so we'll ultimately see how, how that goes. But Bayshaw Tootin has been uh, outstanding. You look at this South Carolina State defense. I mean, this has been a this is a South Carolina State defense that is really, really good. You've got two ends in Jablonski Green and Patrick Godbolt, right? You've got a linebacker in B.J. Davis who is absolutely phenomenal, okay? And South Carolina State's coming off a bye week as a whole, right? Also going back to the week before that, coming off a victory over Bethune-Cookman, another former uh, MIAC rivalry there, when you're talking about those two teams. And then, of course, the first week losing to UCF. But that's, I mean, that's a tough game. You're playing up and you're talking about UCF, one of the better programs that's a non-Power 5 program. So that, you know, that, I mean, that's tough. I mean, that's going to be tough for anybody. But give South Carolina State um, some credit. Defensively, South Carolina State is really, really good. Let's take a look at South Carolina State's offense. I, I look at the running game. It starts with the running game in Kendrell Flowers. He's been... He has been good this year, right? But then you have Corey Fields, who is is a guy that can complete some passes, uh, right? He was only 6 of 16 in the victory over uh, Bethune-Cookman, but he's a guy that can complete some passes. He has command of the offense. He runs the offense. And he's also a guy that can get it done with his legs as well. So you have that veteran leadership with him. That's a constant. He has... Good wide receivers, includes, including Shaquan Davis, one of the best in the country. He's a big body guy. We saw what he did against Jackson State in the Celebration Bowl uh, last year. And then you're looking at that, that South Carolina State offensive line, which is really, really solid. You compare that to the A&T defense, and the A&T defense has been exploited uh, this year. I mean, you know, it's a tough task going up against North Dakota State. It's a tough task. Uh, obviously going up against Duke. Even the North Carolina Central game, uh, A&T to some degree got exploited, especially over the middle in short passes, dumping it out to the running back. We'll see if that happens with Kendrell Flowers if he catches the ball uh, out of the backfield. But I'll tell you what, you've got Jacob Roberts, uh, a linebacker, all Big South linebacker coming into the season. Uh, you know, you've got an inside linebacker in tight. Taekwon King, who has been really, really good. And then, I mean, I'm going to be interested to look at the matchups in terms of South Carolina State's wide receivers. I mentioned Shaq Davis versus A&T's corners. Okay, you look at Karan Prunty, uh, who's had a who's had a solid season coming over from Kansas. He was um he was I think he was all big he was all big uh, twelve uh, guy. Uh, right out of Kansas, had a, he's had a solid season. Amir McNeil has been a, a veteran. He's on the other side. But A&T has given up some big plays this year. And one of the things that's been a constant for A&T that hasn't been so much of the case this year has been the running game. You, you're, in other words, you can you teams have been able to run on A&T. You even go back to last year. The uh, young man escapes me, but the leading rusher for Duke well, he, he rushed for three touchdowns when A&T and Duke played, but he only rushed for like 20-some yards. So, but but a, you teams have run against A&T this year, which has generally not happened. The pass defense from a numbers perspective for A&T 
have been better. Now, whether it's really been better in terms of on the field play, um, yeah, I, I would say I would say so. Certainly from a numbers perspective, it's been better. Uh, but A&T's got to be able to, from a defensive perspective, they got to be able to put some court, some pressure on uh, Corey Fields. He's had some success. You look at, you go back to the game last year that was played uh, in Orangeburg. Kendrell Flowers ran wild uh, on A&T, ran for like something like 150-some yards or something like that. So A&T's going to have to try to figure out how to shut down that running game, how to be able to stop Corey Fields uh, and uh, Kendrell Flowers Again, Corey Fields can use his legs um, as well. Maybe I mean I don't I don't I don't I don't know that he's had a lot of success meeting Fields in terms of completing a lot of passes against Ante, but he's been able to command the offense and he's gotten some he's done some really good things. This has been a a, a close. A lot of the games have been close. Even last year's game uh, in twenty one was close. Uh, some miscues on the part of South Carolina State. A, a fake. Field goal last year, I think, in essence, to in my mind, cost a uh, cost South Carolina State the game last year. You go back to 2015, a fake punt, right? South Carolina State had that game in the bag. Uh, a and T, the the run that a and T went on may not have happened had South Carolina State beaten a and T in 2015. So this is a great rivalry. We'll we'll ultimately see how it plays out in terms of a prediction. I've got to recuse myself uh, from a prediction uh, for a couple of reasons. A, I'm going to be calling the game on ESPN Plus, uh, the uh, A&T and South Carolina State game, so I invite you uh, to kind of watch that. So I'm going to recuse myself in terms of a prediction in this game. I mean, what I would say is a win or loss, really, but for either team, I mean, if you're A&T, you don't want to go to 0-4, so you want to win this game. Right, but even if AT loses the game and is 0-4, everything is still ahead of AT because conference play begins on the following Saturday. Same thing or similar for South Carolina State. Would go to one and three, still has at least I think a a I think two more non-conference games before MIAC play begin so you're not losing a whole lot in terms of conference play for either team that's gonna wrap it up for today's hbcu football daily podcast enjoy the game where you are this weekend on the weekend edition of box to row we're gonna be talking with hampton head football coach robert prunty north carolina central head football coach trey oliver both of those teams off to three and oh starts Uh, North Carolina Central, as a matter of fact, ranked number 25 in the FCS poll as well. And we're going to talk to former Botch to Row All-American punter uh, from Arkansas Pine Bluff, Jamie Gillen, who is now uh, the punter for the New York Giants. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can catch up on the podcasts over the weekend on our website at BotchToRow.com. You can also listen to the podcast at iheartmedia.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Also, remember, you can watch the podcasts on the Box to Row YouTube page. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk with you on Monday.